I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The world we inhabit is not as free, or certain, or safe as you might think. The things that you believe to be unassailably evident are little more than shadows dancing behind a curtain, a masquerade crafted and dutifully upheld by an organization known as the Foundation. The file you are about to hear contains containment procedures, descriptions, testing logs, historical and in some cases first-hand accounts of the anomalous objects the Foundation serves to secure, contain, and protect. Its contents have been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted. Item number SCP-3125 Object Class Keter Special Containment Procedures SCP-3125 is kept inside Cognitohazard Containment Unit 3125 on the first floor of Site-41. This containment unit is a 10-meter by 15-meter by 3-meter cuboidal room clad in layers of lead, soundproofing, and telepathic shielding. Access is through an airlock system at one end of the containment unit. This airlock is programmed to allow only one person to enter the containment unit at a time and to remain locked until this person exits before allowing another person to enter. Under no circumstances may any coherent information be allowed to leave the containment unit. This includes written and electronic notes, photographs, audio and video recordings, sound, electromagnetic and particle-based signals, and psi emanations. During the exit cycle, a purge system rigged to the airlock flushes the occupant's memory by flooding the airlock with amnestic gas for three minutes. A senior anti-memetics division staff member must visit SCP-3125 every six weeks. End of file. Access granted. Item number SCP-3125 Object Class Keter Special Containment Procedures SCP-3125 is subject to inverted containment protocols and is present everywhere in reality except for those places which have been specifically purged of its influence. The interior of Cognitohazard Containment Unit 3125 on Site-41, where this document resides, is the only location in the world known to have been successfully purged in this way. This containment unit is a 10-meter by 15-meter by 3-meter cuboidal room clad in layers of lead, soundproofing material, and telepathic shielding. Access is through an airlock system at one end of the containment unit. This airlock is programmed to allow only one person to enter the containment unit at a time and to remain locked until this person exits before allowing another person to enter. Under no circumstances may any coherent information be allowed to leave the containment unit. This includes written and electronic notes, photographs, audio and video recordings, sound, electromagnetic and particle-based signals, 
and sigh emanations. A purge system rigged to the airlock flushes the occupant's memory by flooding the airlock with amnestic gas for three minutes during the exit cycle. An alternate SCP entry must be maintained in the main Foundation database, giving only the technical specifications of the containment unit, provisions for senior antimimetics division staff to visit the unit's interior on a regular basis, and no description. Description SCP-3125 is an extremely large, highly aggressive, anomalous, metastasized meme complex originating externally to our reality, and now partially intersecting it. The entity is adapted for survival in an ideatic ecology considerably more violent and hostile than our own. Here, our own refers to human headspace, the set of all ideas which humans have or are biologically capable of having. Because humans have no natural exposure to ideas as aggressive as the entity, human minds have no protective evolutionary adaptations against it. Individuals possessed of the entity become incapable of entertaining weaker, conventional ideas and become instead wholly bodily subordinate to the purpose of serving and disseminating the core concepts of the entity. In addition, although undergoing no outwardly visible physical alteration, they cease to be externally recognizable as human. The entity is not yet entirely present in our reality. Upon its arrival, the highly interconnected nature of human knowledge exchange systems means that it will take no longer than 12 hours, possibly as few as 4 hours, to encompass, dominate, and replace all human thought. At this point, humanity as an abstract concept, along with all attendant abstracts such as civilization, culture, society, community, and family, will have ceased to exist. The Foundation terms such an eventuality an MK-class, end-of-the-world scenario. The Foundation possesses numerous proven techniques for arresting the spread of such aggressive idea complexes, but these are all rendered unworkable in practice by the entity's autonomic defensive response and boundary layer. Fully assembling a mental picture of the entity and perceiving its true shape causes the entity, in turn, to be able to perceive the observer. It then attacks the observer, killing them. The mechanism of the attack is unclear, but appears to be at least partially physical. Mental bystanders, individuals whose thoughts and ideas resemble those of the observer, are also attacked. This invariably includes the observer's entire extended research group, and often their close family. The attack has the net effect of erasing all knowledge, both of the entity and its attack from the world. This informational numbing effect performs a similar function to the anesthetic saliva of a mosquito's bite, enabling the entity to evade detection prior to its full incarnation. Foundation staff discovering the entity may be able to escape its attack via prompt use of amnestic medication to erase their knowledge of it. In either case, the net result is that the interior of a suitably shielded containment unit is the only location where it's safe to observe record, or even acknowledge the existence of the entity. Outside of such a containment unit, a true written description of the entity would constitute a lethal cognitive hazard. The entity could be effectively neutralized using a machine proposed by the late Dr. Bartholomew Hughes called an irreality amplifier. However, 
as well as requiring tremendous material resources. This machine could not be constructed without its builders understanding why it was being built, which would require an understanding of the entity, which would prove fatal to the project. No means of neutralizing the entity using only the resources in this room is known. History Due to the described defense mechanism, the entity's observation history is almost entirely missing. In particular, it is unclear exactly how this containment unit came to be built and how these containment procedures were established. Much data has been accrued in this containment unit over the course of successive visits by Foundation researchers. This data was brought from the outside in the hope of being useful and left here in accordance with containment procedures. In addition to this database entry, the reader will find multiple electronic copies of the Foundation database, academic datasets of all kinds, and extensive public news archives. As is to be expected, much of this data is not germane to the topic of containing the entity. Nevertheless, correlation and analysis by successive visitors has allowed the following facts to emerge. 1. Although the entity is not yet fully present in our reality, its indirect effects foreshocks, for example, SCP, 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 and SCP are easily discovered by any well-equipped memetics research project. 2. Memetics research is, today, a much diminished science from when it was at its peak. In mid-2008, there existed more than 400 institutions pursuing research likely to uncover the entity including government agencies, military branches, private corporations, independent laboratories, university research projects, and notable amateur groups. Many of these were GOIs or internal divisions within GOIs. None of these groups still exist except for the Foundation's anti-memetics division. 3. Almost nobody in the world is consciously aware of this decline and explanations for the disappearance of these groups have not been forthcoming. Simple deduction gives that all of these groups eventually discovered the entity and were consumed by it, and that this is, in fact, the inevitable fate of all competent memetics research. The anti-memetics division's persistence is attributed to its specialist training and its ready access to reliable amnestic medication. Despite this, the Division too has shrunk considerably in recent years, from a reported staff of well over 4,000 people in 2012 to, as of September 2015, 125. This figure is on track to reach zero before the end of 2015. Over the same period, the Division's physical worldwide presence has similarly shrunk, from a network of sites and smaller outposts on every continent to the single site, Site-41. In particular, the Division's headquarters at Site-167 are now missing from the Division's collective memory and presumed neutralized by the Entity's concealment response. Addendum Further analysis of the available data, specifically architectural diagrams of Site-41, indicates the existence of a second containment unit on Site-41, conforming to the same basic design philosophy as this one. This second unit, S041B30000, was built 210 meters below ground level. 
It features identical broad-spectrum informational cladding, but has more than 1,000 times the volume of Cognitohazard Containment Unit 3125, along with an amnestic airlock large enough to ingest a 20-foot equivalent unit shipping container. Information relating to the date of construction and purpose of the unit is absent from Foundation records and is presumed to have been deliberately erased. The unit itself is hermetically sealed and has been for an indeterminate period of time. Regardless of the unit's intended purpose, it, like any such containment unit, is capable of acting as a shelter from the entity. Addendum 2 And the rest, hopefully, is blindingly obvious. SO41B3000 was originally constructed to house a long-term project to construct Hughes' irreality amplifier. While that's been going on, the rest of us have been fighting an unconscious war in order to buy time. We've been losing, but losing as slow as humanly possible. The time we've bought is now up. It's an extremely bad sign that nobody inside the unit's broken the seal yet, but there's no ground left for us to cede. There's no more bodies to throw into the entity's maw to slow it down. Va is here, ready or not. I'm going to go to the unit and use the machine. I think I can get the information out through the airlock. I think I can get to the vault alive. This was the plan. It's become garbled in the retelling because of variables, but I know that this was my plan because I know myself. What else could it have been? Standard procedure is that I have to tell you what to do next if this doesn't work. That's the asynchronous research covenant. But I don't have a good picture of who you can even be reading this and alive. In your scenario, there's no machine. Hughes is missing, I'm dead, and the site's ruined. And how'd you even get in here? Can you be Foundation? Are you conscious? Is there a single word of this which you comprehend? You live in a world bathed with SCP-3125. That's the lost condition. I can't help someone who doesn't exist. Marion Wheeler, Chief of Antimimetics, 30 November, 2015. Addendum 3 I found your body, and finding your body was a powerfully disorienting sensation for me. I don't mind admitting. I used to know a Marion. During the brief period in which I knew her, she wasn't one to admit defeat as easily as you. Still, that was a long time ago. Far be it from me to tell you your business, but I fear you missed a trick. From the evidence I can see, this was never the only Antimimetics Division site. There were others. I imagine they're now all effectively invisible to most passers-by, of course, just like this one. But I presume that they, just like this one, still physically exist. Your plan, I think, was in place for longer than you know. And since you weren't at liberty to retain its details, you put it into action more than once. There is another vault fitting the description, truck-sized amnestic airlock and all. S-167-001-6183. Site-167 is a non-entity, of course, which is most likely why you missed it. It's likely ruined, and it's quite definitely a long goddamn way from here on foot. But still, I think it's better than half a chance. I could die on this boondoggle too, naturally, as the world's become something of a horror show of late. In any case, I trust that anybody following in my footsteps and reading these additional words will have the presence of mind to pursue the same basic strategy. 
still existing despite everything. Adam Wheeler, Interloper, 4 May 2017. End of file. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, join my Discord community, hire me on Fiverr, or help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. Regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode. The links are in the description. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible, so credit to the original author. Their link's in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki. Upvote their work and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons ShareLight 3.0, and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording, being derived from this content, is hereby also released under Creative Commons ShareLight 3.0. I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki. And we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people. Or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel, by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.